On the Cusp, part two with Parker Manuel. If you missed the first episode, you need to go back and check that out for context if you're interested. Um, This episode, we keep just saying over and over again, one last thing, and it just never ends. That's basically our relationship. It never ends, and we always, every time we hang out, it's like we try to just make it one big grand finale, as if we're never going to see each other again, and that is never the case. So we thank the Lord for that. Good memories. We're going to keep going with this. If you ha- if you laughed on episode one, I think you're really going to laugh on episode two. Um, this thing just gets better and better. I feel like we have just blabbed on this pod. And, and I don't know if they've gotten anything out of this. Gosh, I feel like we've covered a lot of ground. Here, talking- hold on. Here comes the sheriff. Oh, the sheriff. I bet he's going to say something. Why do I feel the same way I did when I was 16? When Dude, I'm nervous. By? It's like we're doing something wrong. We're in this parking lot at 3 a.m. He's not even talking to us about it. I'd love to get him into the pot. I would, too. He's got some stories to tell. Shh. Do you oh, have any dirt we've on covered, me? We've covered extraterrestrials, deconstruction, the guy. Oh, yeah, we covered the guy. And... Hold on. Can I just say, if your president's not a, the guy, then you ain't got it. And everybody knows it. He's got to be the Yeah. He's got to at least carry the weight, like yeah. be like a pilot when he walks. Captain. Yeah. Captain. Okay. So, all right. We covered that. Yeah, we yeah. covered that. The guy. I think we covered a pretty decent amount of ground. A little bit of backstory. Yeah, we don't need to tell too much. I mean, it's interesting to us. Not them. They don't know. Are you the only one that listens, though? No. Have you read your reviews? Which, guys, leave this man a review. Oh. Subscribe. Leave a review. Well, you know you got to get them to. There's only, well, I mean, there's only one or two. You're all five stars, baby. Uh, yeah, I got on there and five-starred myself. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, guy, I've known him his whole life. Dude, hold on. I got to say this, though. Yeah. You have five kids. See, this is the difference between men and women. Six. That's right. We're growing, baby. I did. I, yeah, we're growing. I'm sorry. We can edit that. <laughs> <laughs> we got six kids. Yeah, it's a whole. It's a whole. There's eight of us, man, under one roof, plus a dog. Dude, see, this is the difference between men and women. If our wives were on a pod, mm-hmm. how long would it take for the kids to come up? Oh, you're right. We had, Yeah, right away. Number one topic. First, thing. First well, thing. Probably the whole pod would be about that. Well, and the amazing husbands. Well, is that, you think uh, we'd make the cut? Eventually. I think they would, yeah. No, they would definitely bring us up. In relation I, I to the kids. I don't know how, though. Yeah, like he was on his way to pick him up, you know, from the football practice. Do you miss playing drums? I do. I actually played drums in church a couple times this year, and it was the time of my life. I loved it. See, this is the thing. You can entertain on the drums. Man, I am the worst musician. No, you're not. In the world that has had the opportunity to play in some of the most amazing places. I am. No, I am, 100%. I I am, anytime I step into a room of musicians, I am the least talented person in the room. I'll give myself that. But, man, it is a lot of fun. I love it. That's why I love playing with you, because you love it, and it shows. So, what... Okay, we've played gigs in our life together. We started out with... Is there a gig that stands out to you at all that you remember that me and you played? Mm, I think uh, Jalopy Joe's is probably one of my favorites. <laughs> Jalopy. And okay. then I think the ne- I think another favorite was when we played that uh, <sighs> competition. Dude, that was wild. Battle of the bands. I it, mean, it, John how did, Montgomery, we had that place hopping. Dude, we sang sold at the Grundy County auction and Folsom Prison. I remember our set oh. list. Here's our set list. Sold at the Grundy County Auction. Yep. 
We even we broke up with that. We even broke it down and like boom, but da, ba, 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 da, oh, da. Right, Remember that down. part? Yeah, we yeah, came yeah. up with that. That was cool. And then we did Folsom Prison. So Heartbreak Hotel. Yeah. I want to be your loving man. Yep. Original. I wrote that one. Well, I don't remember what we ended on. Was it that? Was that the ending? We ended on it was Elvis. I'm from the country. Wait, I'm from the country. Yep, we ended on I'm from the country. And I like it that way. We had an electric guitar player. Our bass player was drunk. Well, we didn't know him. So that's Remember no, that we guy? did not have an electric guitarist. You used your voice. I did that. Bass I went. Yeah. How did I play a battle of the bands without a band other than you and a guy that we met that day? We were so confident that we just signed up for a battle of the bands, two people. <laughs> I mean, that's when you know you just got oozing confidence. When you're like, hey, we're going to go in and win this thing. And we got an acoustic guitar and a drummer. Dude, we came in seventh out of 40. Honestly, I think I think we got gypped. <laughs> we, we, we got gypped. We, we, that place was hopping, man. Dude, the, we I'm from the country. Them. Oh, my God. We entertained them, that bro. standing up, clapping. There was hundreds of people you there. You gave me that confidence, though. You see what I'm saying? When I had none. You met me, I had none. Can nobody, you at least admit that? Here's the deal. Nobody none has, of us did. Nobody has confidence. You only have confidence if you're around other people that all believe in each other. That's when you that's when people have true confidence. If you're around if if you're like, oh, I'm confident, but you ain't got nobody around you that believes in you, you ain't confident. You're insecure. Well, when I got on that bus and went to church camp with you, I didn't know I knew of you. I knew you. But I didn't know you really. Mm. And I was shy. So I was sitting there kind of by myself. And I don't know. You came and said hey to me. I'm really not sure why. I mean. Well, my mom came to me and she said, hey, you see that kid over there? His name's Adam Pope. That little nerdy guy that doesn't have any friends. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, all right. She said, I know his mom. You should go hang out with him. And so I said, all right. Because I didn't really have a bunch of friends. I just was just, I, I, I never said growing up, I want to be friends with that group. No. That's I always just yeah. said, I want to be friends with everybody. So if there's somebody new to meet. And then in the first just minute that we talked, boom, it was on. And then I, I did bring a guitar to camp. And fishing poles. <laughs> yeah. And there was nowhere to fish. We had to go find it in the woods against the rules. After dark, after we're not supposed to leave the cabin. Which we did. So I broke rules with you, and yet you were a good guy. So that was a cool thing. We broke yeah. rules, but God we never went rules. But we never went too far. So we go fishing in the middle of the night, and then we get a guitar out. And I, I think my life changed. This is another life-changing moment I've never mm-hmm. mentioned on the pod. I started playing the A chord. Mm-hmm. Dun, 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 dun. Da-da. Wild thing. Da- Dude, the whole cabin sang. Oh, yeah. A Christian camp. 22 guys. Oh, yeah. That was edgy, too. It was edgy at, at the, the time. moment. Yeah. That was edgy. That was edgy. I was, that was the first time. And I was, what? I was 15? I don't think we even knew any of the lyrics to that. I mean, we were just wild thing. You make everything groove. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that was good. So. That, you, you that was the it. launch of our career. Totally. Of music. Oh, yeah. Well, you've played... I, so there's a gig I remember that you played. You moved to Nashville after you graduated Liberty. Mm-hmm. And you moved to my house for a while there. Yep. Oh, yeah. And I had a gig at somewhere with like a thousand people. Yeah. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And you came and played... And we went from, you hadn't played with me since, like, that Battle of the Bands. Yeah. And now it's, like, legit. Well, you know what's interesting about that? If you think back, again, this is a backstory. This is, you know, I don't know if you care about this stuff. But I think it's interesting about I care. stories. And, and if we care, I mean. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. We're the only ones listening. Yeah. <laughs> At this point. So, if you're still here, you got to stick around for at this least. This is going to be a. Part two. Yeah, you got to stick around for at least a couple more minutes for this one. If you think about it, us stepping in front of thousands of people, 
It's no big deal. No. Because if we're standing in front of 50 people in a cabin singing Wild Thing at the top of our lungs, that same confidence carried over into us singing in front of 500 people in mm-hmm. teen church. Oh, yeah. That's right. Did not get invited to be in the band. Just a piano player. We grab our acoustic guitars. We go up beside the piano mm. player. We hook up our own mics. And we play all the worship sets when nobody was playing acoustic guitars every Sunday. Dude, that's right. 14 years old. We didn't ask permission. No, and then when they told us to dial it back, oh, we didn't dial. (laughs) No, we didn't. Well, they were nice. Isn't it weird how they let us do it? They did. And said dial it back, and yet they didn't tell us to stop? No, 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 no. We put that throttle down. And then, so going from that in front of 500 youth at teen church to jumping in front of a thousand people, it's just to see your faces. It w- it didn't matter if there was 10,000 people in the room. For me. No, you're it's right. Just, it's just it's the same music. Well, I feel like I jumped from your children to all of our accomplishments. <laughs> and I want to go back to your kids. You know what? It's funny. Looking back on that transition, because when people say, what brought you to Nashville? Think about Nashville now and think about where we are in our lives. Right. When, I, when people ask me that now and I tell them, well, I moved to Nashville to play music. That kind of sounds like a big deal. You did, though. I did, though. Did you? Hold on. Is I, that why you moved dude, to Nashville? I moved because you said I got a spot on my couch and I'm doing some music. And I said, I'm moving to Nashville. Wow. And we and, and so now when I tell the story, yeah, I sound like a big deal when, you know, I'm not a big deal. Oh, you're but a big that deal. that sounds like a big deal. Oh, I moved to Nashville yeah. to join a band. Especially when you're not in Nashville. Yeah, and I'm me. not there now. But That's true. Well, dude... I'm proud of you beyond I mean we're that's that's a understatement because the church your family and nobody reminds me more than you anytime I feel like a failure at anything nobody reminds me more than you do and my wife that oh my like my family yeah there's, there's, well, first of all, I'll say this. People say that a lot. Oh, you're a success. Look at your family. Yeah. And I always think, well, okay. But I know guys that can't tie their shoes that can pull that off. They can have kids. Anybody can have kids, yeah. So I don't feel super successful by having kids. No. But you are a good dad. Well, yeah, well, thank you. And oh, a good husband. I mean, we'll have to ask Amy. Hey, dude. What do you think about me interviewing Amy on here? Oh, that would be a pod that I think would boost the ratings. Ah, that definitely. You may need to bring her in soon after this one. It's going down the tube. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but an Amy pod, anything Jess said, I mean, I'm telling you, if I post a picture with my wife in it, double the likes. Triple. Triple. I, I, Dude. I do anything with her, triple the success. It's a multiplied effect. My wife is a gold mine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, dude, she's my secret weapon. You might call us gold diggers. Totally. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. Dude. Yeah, you you with Jess. Mm. Uh, I think we're replaceable. Easily. They aren't. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, no, no. no. They are not replaceable. No. And, and We hit the freaking jackpot. Now, this is wild, too, because, first of all, I have to say, we so we grew up together. We got all this background. We've lived in Florida together. Then we end up in Tennessee together, keep crossing paths. And you tell me. Now, I'm I'm engaged. Yeah. And then I'm married. Yeah. You're in throughout that whole time. And then you tell me, hey, I know this girl from college. She's yeah. coming into town. We're going to go on a run. Yeah, the run that changed my life. Run that changed your life. And here's the bizarre fact. My wife knows her, and they were friends. Now, you met her in Virginia. Yeah. So you're in Hendersonville, Tennessee. Yeah. You're telling me about this girl 
And my wife goes, oh, I know her. So how did we, with all the different places in the world we've gone, wild, end up with women who knew each other and were friends? And yet you met, him in a totally, met her in a totally different state, different situation. Yeah, and she didn't introduce you to Amy. You met no. Amy through a whole different series of events. And, and you didn't meet Jess through Amy. No. So that's wild. That is pretty wild. But now when we're getting ready for our wedding, I get a free boat. Yeah. You were there. Yeah. We're sitting on the boat. Mm-hmm. Amy comes over. One heck of a boat. It was a good one. Then. I felt like when I saw you with that boat, I thought this man's made it. This, this is just like you feel now. Oh. You're wrong, just as you were then. <laughs> you were over the cusp then, and still on the cusp. No, dude, I got that boat. We're sitting in it. It's free. If you missed that episode, is a few episodes back. I told a short story about it. Free boat, and Amy pulls up, and it was our first fight, and you were there to witness it. Yep. Don't you wish you could just go back to those fights? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I asked a 90-year-old man the other day. He's sitting there with his wife, and he says, We've been married 69 years. All right. And I this went... This is good you, then. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> and I said, I said, Have you had any arguments? I don't know why I just asked him that. That's and good and he goes, one. And we're still having it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, that's good. But, dude, I think we've covered it all. No, we missed. There's one last thing that we haven't hit on. Oh, what is it? Came up tonight. And this is something that I think everybody needs to know about. I have no idea where you're going. Not only did we meet wives that knew each other, but we found out when we were like 18, 19, probably maybe maybe even more, that we were cousins on a trip. Now, this is what's fascinating. You want to hear something that's just crazy? You don't even know this. I'm about to tell you. You might know this, actually. We found out that we were cousins because my brother-in-law has the same uncle as you. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. that's true. Yeah. So we're basically we're, cousins. We are. I mean, he, that's your uncle. It's my uncle. Uncle, Norm, Norm, yep. uncle Norman. Uncle Norman. It's my uncle. Is your uncle. So. How can we not be cousins? We, we've lived our whole lives and we didn't know we were cousins. This is where it gets funny. If me and Adam are cousins, here's where it gets crazy. My niece is about to start dating your brother. (laughs) Did you know this? This came up at dinner tonight and I said, you're talking to Levi? You know he's a pope. And we're related through Scott... Two popes. He's a baker. He's a baker. He's my brother, though. But he's your brother. Uh, And that means... And I'm your cousin. And you're my cousin. And your niece... And she's my niece. Who's also my cousin. Who's also your cousin. Is dating my brother. (laughs) You can't make this stuff up. What does she think about that? She likes him. Apparently he's a great guy. (laughs) Apparently, if he is a hair, good. Yeah, everybody says he's the guy. He's good, dude. Yeah. I think he's good enough to make it worth it. Apparently, so Shh. does she. Shh, dude, I think she's a great gal. She's the best. So, can I just say this? If she listens and if he listens, yeah, this is what I ha- I gave this him. This is a- recorded. This is forever recorded documentation. We're living proof. We have names and facts. He said I turned sixteen in June. Or no, he's 16 already. He said, I'm getting my license in June. And I said, are you going to go get her? You're going to go pick her up? I mean, that's a natural question, right? So you already know about this situation. I know. I saw her yesterday at Rose's. We were shopping and she walked out of nowhere and I talked all, we heard all about it. 
Wow. She, she is why my wife loves me. That little girl, Allison. Because when when I met Amy, mm-hmm. her mom and dad, also my cousin, Ben and Jess, yeah, yeah, lived in Nashville. Yeah, they did, yeah. And we hung out all the time. And when she saw you holding Alice, and I remember that whole I, story. Allison reached up she on her own. all over the place. Al- Amy was not into me, but we hung out some. Just like the other girl. I yeah. put the CD in. She goes, I don't know about this guy. Yeah. Same with Amy. You know, look, she's a beautiful girl. She's going, I don't know. CDs, I'm playing songs. It's not working. Nothing's working. But for some reason, she go- agrees to go out with me one more time. Yeah. I and dude, that. I'm telling you, this was the last chance. We go to Opryland. I'm pulling out all the stops at Opryland. Yeah. I'm playing the piano. I mean, I'm showing her all the tricks. I'm just walking her all over the place. Yeah. Holding her hand, trying to. Getting nowhere. Yeah. I finally gave up. Ben and Jess came and met us there. We're on a group and hang now. They've got a little girl. Cute little girl. 18 months old, two years old, somewhere in there. Oh, yeah. She's a toddler. Little Allison. And I'm walking, and Allison gets up next to me, reaches her hand out, and grabs my pinky. And walks with me for 10 minutes. Mm. Non-stop. I don't have kids. I don't know anything about kids. I just know that happened. Amy fell in love, baby. I bet that was a nice ride home. <sighs> she held my hand. Shoo. She loved me. That hey, I've been, I'm married now. That's because of Allison. And now you got your own little girl reaching up, holding your hand. Now my she's own got little the girl. same feeling. Every time she sees you or with Aria, just boom. Same feels. Oh, same. And my oh, wife no. still loves me. Yeah. So here I run into this little girl who's now, how old? She's 15. You sure she's not older than that? She might be 16. And I'm like, 15, 16? she is talking to my brother. That is a wild wild ride so I told him you gotta go pick her up and I said if you don't go do it somebody else will I she is gonna she's a hard one to win over and Ben's a hard one to win over I got that one covered but they're both for Levi This is wild. We're doing this on I, the pod, baby. I literally think we're going to end up at a wedding. I, we joked about it because I said, well, what happens at a wedding when you have a, a family, a, they have to choose a family side, the, the bridal party is going to have to be confused. We Where is Scott going to sit? There's no middle aisle needed. There's no middle aisle. They got to walk around. Yeah, she can, goes down the aisle, dude. she's going down the <laughs> side. There is no family side, dude. Dude, you're not joking right now. Like this is this is for real. No, this is real stuff. You, you, this is some Carolina stuff. If only Uncle Norman could be here for all this. Oh, he would love it. <laughs> he would love every minute of it, dude. Fudge rounds, cheer wine, cousins, loving. We've covered it all. There is one last thing that we haven't covered. <laughs> we gotta close the pod. This is the last thing. Okay. Why do I keep bringing stuff up? No, I love it. Alright. <laughs> this is why I can't start a pod. I'm gonna be... I'm Joe Rogan this thing. Dude, you gotta I'm start a pod. Three years, I'm I'm three hours in. I could just keep going. I'm mad at you for not having a pod. Alright. Stay tuned for the pod. It's really... Are you going to announce it now? I want you to announce your pod so you can keep... You got to do it. All right, here's the pod. The pod is BTS of church planting. It's the behind the scenes of church planting. Everything that you don't know about it, I'm going to be talking about it on this pod. And it's going to be on the cusp style. I'm just going to go on. I'm going to start talking about a subject. And if you're interested in church planting... Hop on. If not, you know, listen on the cusp. Stay hey, tuned. I got a theme song now. On the cusp. You hit play. 
Yeah. This thing's getting up there, baby. Dang. Once you get caught up, you'll hear it. So, hold on. What was your one last thing? We have a generation right now of men not being men. (laughs) This is where you're going with this? Did you know that there is an epidemic right now among men where testosterone levels are plummeting at horrible rates? If you're a man listening to this, go get your testosterone levels checked. The doctor's going to tell you this ain't good. That's why men are getting sick, dying, all that. I think really our formula that we crafted at a young age could really help some young listeners. I think you should tell our formula because I'd like to hear what it is. <laughs> young men right now don't know how to be bent and they don't know how to date. They don't know how to take that first step. They don't know. So you got these young men acting like little boys. I see it every day. I don't know how to take her out. I'm afraid if I ask her out, I'll ruin a friendship. No, man. Here's a formula. It's as simple. I've told this to hundreds of men. This We came up with this when we like 16. You ask a woman out. You know, you ask somebody out. On this date, you make it spontaneous. You have to have a spontaneous moment. Now, we know it's not spontaneous. You create spontaneous oh, moments. totally. You have to have an adventure moment. So there's something in this moment where you are doing something dangerous. Spontaneous, then dangerous. Then, at some point, you have to show your sensitive side. Now, you could use your family, you know, or, man, don't you just love kids? Some little baby holds your finger, you know. Yeah. There's something that you pull out that's just like, hey, I'm I'm adventurous. I'm dangerous. We're doing stuff off the cuff. Off the cuff. That should be the name. But then I'm I'm, I'm just sensitive like everybody, like you, Uh, you know. And the last thing is the spiritual side. Oh, yeah. Got to tap into what you're about. Last thing. And there's the last thing? No, I was just saying, that that's the last. The spiritual will keep that last. The spiritual is the last. <laughs> yeah, but that's the most important. That's the most important. Save the best for last. That's right. They got to know there's a vision out there, man. Like, there's a future out here for me. That's the formula. So if you're, if you're a young listener, maybe you click this because you saw formula for, you know... How to be a man. We should we put that in the title. I that's that's what you gotta do that, man. And it don't just stop when you're dating. I feel like we you didn't do it know, now in marriage. We didn't know the formula, but we did the formula. That was the form intuitive. Mm. Hey, you're losing that intuition right now. They are. And they're hiding behind social media. Mm-hmm. Man, we're what a blessing that we didn't grow up with that. I think about that all the time. My kids still don't have it. I don't know if I want them to have it. No. I don't think they want it. When they grow up with it around them, but they don't have it, I wonder if they're going to want it. I think they'll look at their friends that are just like, just drooling on their phones and think, I don't think I want that. You often think that I'm just one little thing away from something viral, though. You're very good at social media. You're not oh. you're not a guy that's just very like um out of touch. Like you're in touch with it. I feel like I'm wanting to become out of touch. Is that is that, am I am I going the wrong like no. I I deleted oh. all the apps. Hold on. I got one major thing to bring up. Now you're trying to keep this thing going? I thought we were wrapping this thing up. We are. But right, we got last one last thing. Last thing. You told me something that I don't believe. Hold on. Your your viral video. Baby, you melt me. Oh. That song? Man, if that thing caught and it was all these videos of all these couples. I think it's Alabama Coast. Ooh, I think that could happen too. Both of those. Lots of people at the beach in Alabama. Yeah. Uh-huh. I I'm going to hit it hard this summer with the reels. I agree. I think the both of those. 
Alright, I lied to you. About what? No, didn't you just say... Oh, no, I said you told me something and I don't believe you. Oh. Now, I don't think you lied, but I don't think you even know what you're saying. A hyperbolize. Possibly. You said... It happens. You're going through, and that I'm going through. You told me I'm going through it. Midlife mm-hmm. crisis. Yeah, we're hitting it early. <laughs> I mean, I'm not... I, I, don't, I don't agree with this. No, I'm a firm believer. I'm in it with you. I, I, I mean, there is no doubt in my mind. We're in the middle of it. We're swimming in it. I've wondered what's wrong with me a few times the last few months. Yeah. It's when you look around, and this is the classic midlife crisis case. You look around and you're just like, what am I even doing with my life? Dude, when you before you said that, you said you look around and and before you said it, I was in my brain going, "What am I doing?" That's midlife crisis. That's that's like, you know, we've been working so hard, we've been moving in the same direction, we're dreaming, got a family, all that. How long can I keep? You know. But what am I doing? What am I even doing? I'm in a midlife crisis. Don't you think that's what a midlife... What, what, how would you define a midlife crisis? I don't know. Your dad getting the Chrysler Bar- LeBaron. Convertible. I, I mean, I'm not doing that, am I? Are you? We're, hold on. We're, we are not doing it the way they did it back then. Yeah, I think we're doing a little different. But we're still in it. But we're still in it. See, they had that thought, and they went out and bought a convertible. We have that thought, and we're like, what do we even do? We're a podcast. It's not a podcast. <laughs> we're trying to express ourselves still. Yeah, they did it with a cool... Why can't we just do it with a cool car? That seems like a much better way to, you know... That is a cool way. It certainly doesn't take people an hour and a half to listen <laughs> to lame conversation. They just get to look at you and think, that's a nice car. And you get to point in the back and say, we got hose too. Yeah. But I don't think that, you know, this has to be a negative. I think it's only a negative if you don't... It's like anything else. The only downside to being an alcoholic is not knowing you're an alcoholic. You first, you <laughs> got to admit... That's the only downside. <laughs> the only first, downside. You got to first admit there's a problem. And there's no other downside if you no, do that. No, once you admit there's a problem, then you're good. But, like, with a midlife crisis, you got first... If you're in the middle of a midlife crisis and you're in denial, you don't think that it's even there. You don't even know it's there. There's some resolve for me to know, like, all right, I may be in a little bit of a midlife crisis, but it's not the end of the world. I'll get through it. I just can't believe you're that old, because you're not. No, we're not that old, but we're in that stage of life. Because we hit everything early. We hit everything early. I don't think midlife crisis is an age. It's a stage of life. Whoa. It ain't an age, it's a stage. Ooh, hey, hell, preach, baby. That's right. Let no one despise your youth. It ain't an age. It's, it's a stage. stage. Come on. All right. Hey, wow. I don't think we can. to go T.D. Jakes up in here. I don't think we can top that. No, I don't think we can top that either. Hey, I'm looking at a building over here that sells ice, and that's all it is. They've been there forever. They've been there forever, and not, everything else has gone out of business. Except the gas station and the ice guy. Who knew ice was such a hot commodity? Dude, my whole life. I'm in a midlife crisis, according to you. And part of it is because I don't have an ice thing like that. That just makes me money. Here's what I'll tell people in a midlife crisis. You need at least one person, not your spouse. Not your spouse. Not your spouse. Because they're wrapped up in your midlife crisis. They're like, why can't this person get their crap together? Okay. I think my wife feels like that quite <laughs> often. He's, he's, he's got all this good stuff. I mean, he's down at the gas station at 3.30 in the morning. I told my wife, I, I'm going to do a podcast at 1.30 in the morning. She's saying, all right. She's got to be thinking, what, what are you doing? I don't think she's thinking that anymore. You think that they're... I think she just... They get it. My wife went... I told her that too. So I'm going to a pod. You know what she said? Oh, so that's why you're being loud. Because I was putting my shoes on. 
And I went, yeah. And she goes, all right. I mean, my wife is for it. Mine too. She's cheering me on. Go do it. I think as long as they get sleep. No, she's she's happily asleep. We're not going to get much. But our midlife crisis does affect their life. But anyways, it doesn't need to be your wife, but you need at least one person that has an outside perspective of your life that says, man, you're doing great. That's you for me. Well, that's you to me. I think you're doing great. Oh, you're killing it. (laughs) You're over the cusp. So we're changing the name of the pod. <laughs> You're, dude, There's you really. There's a few things on the cusp. You really are killing it, though. No, I'm You're kidding. working on your house like a madman. The renovations, I don't know how to do anything. You know how to do everything. I go around you, I'm like, you're like, oh, I did this, I did that. I'm like, who did that? I did. I YouTubed it. You're just telling me you YouTubed. I, dude, I YouTube stuff, and then I see Michael Jordan. And I go, oh, I got to watch that. And then I go, six hours later, I haven't done the thing. Mm. I still got the mold on the roof. Oh, that'll be fine. That'll wash away. But if you got at least one, if you got at least one person on the outside that's looking in, that says, man, you're doing all right, you're doing good, that for me is enough of a reset for me to like zoom out my life a little bit and say maybe I'm alright maybe things aren't so bad yeah you you keep you keep you keep my perspective in the right place my wife does but she doesn't have enough outside perspective I don't believe her when she tells me I'm fine cause she's like got a lot invested in me being fine yeah yeah, yeah. so she's gotta tell me that yeah. And I go, I don't know. She's just telling me that. But you would tell me if I wasn't. If you were if you were not excelling in life, I would say legitimately, man, something's wrong. You did that to me. You did that to me. About one and a half miles from here. You went to Liberty. I came back here. For a few months, and was stuck here because I went. I don't. I can't move to Nashville. I, I don't have enough money. Yeah, I remember. I that. got three hundred dollars. Whatever. I gotta work. I gotta work. Excuses. My, and and you came from college down here, on a mission. I remember that. And you looked me in the eye, and you told me I have to leave this town. You got yeah. You're this ain't the story. You said you gotta get out of here. If I don't, I never will. You gave me the speech like Balboa, man. I, I remember that. And it, dude, I got off my butt, dude. I've been on the cusp ever since. <laughs> I remember that moment. And I, if if that happened today, and I saw you just getting stuck in doing, a rut, in a rut, not believing in yourself, not taking chances, I'd say, what the heck are you doing? There's, if more. I was, if there's I was, more in the tank. If I was changing tires and not doing nothing else. I'd say there's more in the tank. There's something else. Do you ever feel like like when I say that? You know there's people changing tires. But yeah. when I say if I was changing tires, I don't think I'm better than them. You're not made to change tires. But that's the difference. But are they? Some people. Some people are. Man, my like my grandpa was a mechanic. Made to, he was made to fix stuff. Then he was a That's farmer. Right. He was made to farm. Everybody and everybody's got a unique call to each season. Dude, I think you remember the boat days. Oh yeah, I thought you were killing it then. That was the season for boats. All right, I think of myself as a farmer. Hmm. Did you know that? I'm planting creative little seeds. Yeah. Music, songs, albums, all this stuff, shows, concerts. I'm going around, and, dude, I've met a lot of farmers. And when they have a rough year, everything's rained out. They don't go get a job at the bank. Nobody expects them to. Nobody looks at that guy, I always should get a real job. No. You know why? Because he's a farmer. That's how he identifies as a farmer. Yeah. He relies on God in a way... 
that other people don't even relate with. Yeah. I can't even relate how real farmers are relying on the weather and God and whatever all is going on. Everything's out of their control. That's how I feel in my life. And every season may or may not yield the crops that I expected or hoped or dreamed. And to me, it doesn't matter because I got to plant them. You're a farmer. I'm a farmer. I'm a farmer. And that's what you're doing. That's my whole point. Bring it back to you. You pastor of Pinewood, your wife, you and your wife leading that group, that community. And yet when I say leading, I mean, dude, y'all step out of the way and y'all don't micromanage. You got a group, a team that leads that thing that y'all have empowered. You have stepped back. They empower you. They're so mutually beneficial. The whole thing. I love it. It's a community like I've never seen it. I, I love it. When we go out there, we just so encouraged by it. And I see it, but I know you're a farmer too because you're going every season. Sometimes it doesn't yield what I. So how do you deal with that? As because you're not looking at it like I go. I'm counting beans like money. Did we make it? You're not looking at it like that. You're looking at it through souls, spiritual seeds being planted that you can't even see the results. How do you have any hope? How do you move forward? When you don't, when you're not sure if anything's gonna sprout, it says. Um, it says in. Let's end it with this Psalm one nineteen. It says, "You're blessed when you stay on course, walking steadily on the road revealed by God." And the word for our church even this year is "stay the course," and. What that means is not stay in the course of what your dreams or ambitions are, which isn't bad. Have big dreams, have ambitions, and go for it. But not stay the course of, you know, what your friends are doing. That's comparison. You know, I just staying on course for me looks like beating out everybody that's around me. You know, be competitive. That's great. We're competitive. But I think just like a healthy mentality for the farmer is... You just stay the course of what you all have been uniquely designed and created to do and what God's revealed you to do. That's what the Bible says. You're blessed when you stay on course, walking steadily on the road revealed by God. So as long as you're writing songs and you're producing songs and you're entertaining and you're doing all the other things, and so long as I'm preaching and sowing seeds and, and leaning into relationships and planting churches, we are doing the thing, staying on the course that was revealed by God to us in our unique design, and it says we'll be blessed. So, um, even on the cusp, when you think on the cusp, on the cusp is staying the course. Mm, that's the new name. I'm not really going to I think, what, I mean, the reality is we'll be on the cusp the rest of our life. That's it. That's what I'm saying. No matter what we do, no matter what we build, no matter what ambition comes to fruition, we're always on the cusp. There's always a part that's over and a part that's on because there's always going to be another season to sow. There's always going to be another dry season. You look at these actors that are making millions of years who are these made these big movies, they feel like they're on the cusp. Tom Cruise, he's got to make another one. He's on the cusp. So that's to me, that's what I... I love about you and Jess because there's never a, it's it's never like you you've hit the point of okay we did what we said we'd do it's like oh no it's just it's always a new challenge it's always a new thing and I I know people in my I've known them in my life I've run across them we all have they they're uh, what is it I don't want to be dismissive they're existing. Yeah. Yeah. We talk about that. We talk about that's always an option. I've, existing is always on the table. I've done it in, in at some point, way back. Yeah. You always. yelled at me because I was existing. You called me out. Well, it's interesting because even thinking about this pod, I was thinking, it's interesting that we're recording it here. It is. I That was not planned. Because I was thinking... You know, I actually had a conversation with Jess today. We pulled away for just a minute, and I said, you know, it's a funny feeling coming home. I said, because everything's nostalgic. 
everything feels like home. Mm-hmm. I mean, the smells, the feel, family, it's all great. And it feels like home. And she said, but you feel like there's more. I said, yeah. Shh. And and, and uh, she said, you feel like there would be there'd be more adventure more potential that's out there if you moved back and I said absolutely and I feel the same um you know whenever I, I hit that point in Tennessee where there was like a point that was something new was birthed in me that everything in me that I loved was in Tennessee but something new was birthed that it was like there's something more there's a new adventure out there something God's called me to and you're right I think that f- that's for all of us I, you feel that way too I mean even this what you're about to embark on right now is another new big scary adventure that you're taking a risk on two weeks from now I get on a plane and go to Oregon I get on a bus with 12 people we play 60 shows in 70 days and I'm thrilled but I don't really know. I know one lady on this. I know the Debbie Horton who got me the job. Other than that, I don't know anybody else. It doesn't matter. The, not knowing is easy. I, I can blend in oh, with any yeah. group. But what what's crazy is I don't feel at home until I'm driving away from it. <laughs> Dude, that is the craziest thing. Like, I figured out, and and I think that started when we were kids in my parents they well they split up when i was eight but on into the second marriage my mom was married to this guy he was just a complete jerk and every time things got intense or bad at home i hated the vibe i didn't like that being around that and Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with that but my mom would get us out of there and she would take us maybe to a hotel or to back to north carolina because at the time we lived in another state and we would go to Waffle House and we would eat or we would hit Hardee's or we'd hit McDonald's. So what happened? Those became escape. Mm -hmm. That became, dude, we're in the car going somewhere. I was the most excited ever in my childhood when we were in the car going. When I was on the bus going to camp and I met you, anytime I was going, not, not that my home life was horrible. I mean, I had a great great childhood people loved me in spite of all these goofy things that happened but there was something about the road something about going pursuing if it was getting away from whatever it was i don't know i'm not getting away from anything now because my wife and kids i love them but we get on the road as a family in this truck we're sitting in furnished and sponsored by music ranch montana blows my mind i don't say that out of obligation i say that out of love and we go wow we get to oh yeah and when we're in the truck we feel at home and when i'm on this bus i think i'm gonna feel at home dude and so that's how i know that god is still in this Mm -hmm. because and is that me relying on a feeling what is that no it's your it's home for us as pioneers and adventurers will never be a place Mm. I was thinking about that even tonight. Um, you know, some of the kids were going to go to a sleepover with their cousins. Sila was going to go sleep up with Kayla in the in her room. Uh, everybody was going to spread out. Well, they all ended up in our room, like in the basement of my mom's house. And there were spots. And I came in there and just was like, so everybody's just here. And they'll probably spread out and do, do all that. But I said, yeah. So they all just wanted to be in there space and and it was kind of this like thing where i was like their homeostasis their home is us Mm, and it was just kind of the idea like it don't matter and i feel the same way honestly like even when i think about the house as much as i love it building our dream home all this stuff i'm like this could go away right home is the people home is the feeling too it's like christmas we just experienced christmas the song can bring me a feeling, and I feel at home, and I'm in Boom. Taiwan, you know, no, whatever. 100%. But home for me is, is yeah, I think it's more living in your calling with the people you love. That's it. Period. Amen, dude. Here we are at home, 
where we were raised, North Carolina, in the parking lot at the gas station we used to hang out. It's called Sheets. Crazy name. Like people know they don't know about Sheets. No, there's no Sheets in it, and it's S H E E T Z. It's where you go when you need to take a sheet. <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> right. So that's uh, this is bullshit. This did not. Oh, so good. This uh, oh, we just ruined it. But that's what we've been doing for 25 years, 30 years. How long? Hey, I got to end with this. There's a picture of your mom and my mom together. Yeah. My mom showed it to me. 1985. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was just born. No, you weren't yet. Yeah, you were just born. You were in the belly yeah. of your mom. I was a baby in my mom's arms, and they're getting a picture together. And that's, that's right. our first picture together. Yeah, that is. Yeah, we. That is also wild. It it is that, that picture exists. I know. And now we're our we're cousins, and our and our siblings are we getting grew married up together before I was born, and now our cousins are together. Yeah, <laughs> are getting day. married. All right, we'll leave it. We'll leave you out with that one. <laughs> I can't Alice. even talk. Poor Allison. Poor Allison. We love you, Allison. And Levi. All right. Happy New Year. Yeah, happy two, 2024. 2024. 23 was really good, though. 23 flavors in Dr. Pepper. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan's jersey. Michael Jordan year, yeah. But we're moving on into the Kobe era. 24, baby. Mamba mentality. 2024. Taking it there. Peace. Peace.